What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane J. And thank you guys so much for deciding to come and hang out with us today as we dive into a, another Shutter Boy for you guys. Um, but when this episode comes out, it'll be the week of Thanksgiving. So whatever you guys are doing for that, I hope you do it well, because I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) there is probably not very much, but I hope that you guys enjoy your day anyway. (laughs) This is true. And look, there's no shame if you decide to make a four course meal for yourself at home. Like, understand you're being safe and you're doing the right thing. So Mm -hmm. regardless of your lockdown situation, don't be afraid to, you know, unbuckle the belt a little bit on Thanksgiving. It's Mm -hmm. all right. You can... You can go one button down, have that extra plate. Ain't nobody going to judge you because guess what? Ain't nobody going to see it. Nobody's going to know. That's true. Yeah. Do whatever, guys. Honestly, um, I just remembered right before we hit record that next week or well, this week is Thanksgiving. So (laughs) we didn't do a Thanksgiving themed movie at all <laughs> not even a little bit because we both were just completely did not think I forgot, about it i forgot that yeah. holiday was even planned for this year let's yeah. <laughs> like, you know i mean let, let's be honest here thanksgiving is probably one of the most anti like covid holidays that you can have like the one time where you're supposed to bring a ton of people into a room together <laughs> and all little... have your hands in, in the same everybody's food, food everybody's yeah. grabbing a roll it's like the um scary movie too that my germs and he sticks my germs yeah <laughs> that's what <laughs> thanksgiving is um so but if you do it um at least here i don't know if we'd recommend watching this movie as like your after dinner treat because mm-hmm. this might not be the proper uh proper tone for thanksgiving no no it's not it's a (laughs) it's not i mean maybe depending on i don't know you know i don't know how y'all guys celebrate but it's true it's true um we we decided to do one this week that we had heard we had been kind of hearing a lot about up to watching it i had seen a lot of people posting about it on Instagram and you had seen a lot of people talking about it as well, right? Yeah, there I was seeing a lot of buzz about this particular movie on Twitter as of late. Um, which is interesting because this movie came out in 2019. So it's been out for a little bit now. But mm-hmm. um recently, yeah, I kept seeing this pop up and I don't know if it's just the algorithm seeing that we've been doing so much shutter that these messages have been popping up, but a lot of people have been talking about this one, so we kind of collectively were like, we should give this a go. Let's see mm-hmm. see what all the hype is about. Yeah, so we watched a film called Impedagor. Mm-hmm. Question mark? Exclamation <laughs> I, I'm pretty point. Sh- I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yes, I, I'm fairly certain as well. And let me just say, I seeing that name, because this is an Indonesian horror film Mm -hmm. and so 
my first thought was like, oh, let me look this word up and see if it means anything. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't. I think it's just a. I looked. It's a well, word they made up. Look, I made a mistake because at first I looked. I like started to type it in, and they were like, "Oh, do you mean in pedago?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. That's like sores around your mouth." Um, oh the pictures, no! The pictures were delightful, scrumptious, oh. and I said. <clears throat> I don't think this is quite what I was looking for. <laughs> but so then I put in the full word and the only thing that comes up is this movie. So I don't think it's like a, a word. I don't think it actually means anything. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, homies, because I could be totally off base. That threw me all the way off when the first yeah, thing I, honestly, I tried. I tried too. I was trying to see if this had a meaning that I just didn't understand, but I couldn't find anything either. Mm-hmm. I did not do the unfortunate um, impedicore <laughs> that you did. But yeah, I couldn't find anything either. So yeah, if you guys know what this word means, if it actually does mean something, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because we can find it. Yeah. But so we watched this one and I have not talked about it at all. Mm-hmm. I We have not discussed norm every once in a while we'll kind of like say a couple things back and forth but i really wanted to wait and talk to you about it on the podcast the only thing i did text you and say prepare yourself the first the opening sequence had me sweating i did yeah. tell you that Wait, this is true and you were not wrong that was a stressful <laughs> opening sequence um it was it's funny because you sent the text like literally right as i was like starting the movie so i was like yeah oh, God. <laughs> yeah because I, like, <laughs> I was like have you watched this yet because uh, i wanted i needed to say something about the opening sequence to you mm-hmm. and yeah you had just started it and i was like all right well you better check yourself before you <laughs> get wrecked. like especially especially after because this this episode's coming out after our martyrs review like after watching martyrs i was just like i don't need to hear that going into a foreign horror horror film right now like i'm very i'm very vulnerable when it comes to foreign horror right right well and i think this was a little bit of the opposite because i did not know anything about this movie going into it you mm-hmm. which i felt like was what your experience was with martyrs you texted me the trailer and I didn't watch it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch it. I okay. was just like, yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this sounds good. Because, yeah, so I knew nothing about this movie going into it. And I don't know. Were you able to find any background about production or, or anything? Uh, or Yeah, yeah I, found like a, I found a little bit of information about it. Um, okay which we can go go into a, for a little bit but it's cool it's kind of it's kind of hard because this one was originally like a sundance feature so it was one of those like independent films that um got some traction and then kind of blew up overseas um i know this director this director this isn't his first one i think uh what was it satan's helpers oh satan's I slaves i think satan's slaves i think was the last <laughs> one that uh which joko anwar did for some <laughs> reason every time i saw the cover of that movie i mm-hmm. always read it as santa slaves <laughs> and it was only like only until the last time i looked at it and i was like oh this isn't a christmas movie this says satan slaves uh this is a totally different movie than what i thought it was gonna <laughs> what i thought 
But I mean, I don't know what the movie Santa Slaves would be, though, either. That yeah. doesn't sound like a very cheery Christmas movie. No. I don't know if I'd bring, I don't know if I'd pop on Santa Slaves with the kids all around the Christmas I, tree. I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested to see what it was, what it was, how it goes. Uh, aren't, aren't <laughs> elves just Santa's slaves? I mean, you're spitting facts here. You're spitting facts. It's just I, it a just, documentary sounds- about elves. It's like an office style mockumentary following elves. Oh my God. Why has nobody done that yet? Making why have Santa's we- toys. What I mean, we've got an elf, but I, I think we need an office Santa parody for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just about working under the constraints of Santa in that time crunch. Yeah, and and yeah, because Michael Scott is Santa Claus. If this were Russia, yeah, sure, everybody would go to one Santa, and there would be a line around the block. And once you sat on her lap and she asked you what you wanted, you would say probably freedom. At which point the KGB would arrest you and send you to Siberia. It's a good thing Russia doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> he, he is Santa. If, if you're, if you've watched the show, you know for a fact Michael Scott is in fact Santa Claus. So I don't see why not. I don't see. Why. And he's and he's kind of like he's he's in that silver fox mode at this point in life too. So like he's got mm-hmm. he's got the look for it right now too. Like he could really pull it off. Mm. Uh, so all producers and creative homies that are listening again every once in a while we drop some gems for you guys mm-hmm. in terms of production ideas so you know yeah. if you're looking to make your make your big break in the movie biz or the TV business like there you go that one's another freebie for you you're welcome don't say we don't give you guys anything it is the holidays <laughs> after all <laughs> we're in a giving mood <laughs> but yeah let's, let's hop into the movie so Alrighty. So, Impetigore, as you said before, is an Indonesian movie that released in 2019 at Sundance um, from director Joko Anwar with DP Eichel Tanjun. I'm going to say all these names so wrong. And so, if any of you <laughs> attached to this movie are actually listening to this podcast, forgive me. I'm we sorry. We are so sorry. I, I, I do my best. Um, <laughs> But it's starring Tara Basro as Maya, Ario Bayou as Key Spatati. How do you say his name? Spatati? Spatata? Was that the guy? Like the that main, was the main yeah, guy? the main guy. Yeah. But Spat- uh, I a key. I just I was because when I was watching it, I was <laughs> we'll like, oh, I'll, I'll call him Key because we'll call they yeah, said it we'll so quickly, key. I couldn't catch up. I couldn't catch the pronunciation. Yeah, we'll, we'll call him Key. Um, Marissa Nina as De- as Dini, um, Christine Hakim as Nai, and as as Mara Abigail as Wright. Okay, now then, this movie. So Maya and Dini, two broke girls living in Indonesia, decide to ditch their careers as budding toll booth workers to start their own clothing business. Unfortunately, like many young entrepreneurs, they invest all of their funds into their business and it flops miserably. While figuring out what to do, Maya remembers that she has parents and that her parents seem to have a giant house that no one has claimed yet. And thanks to a tip from a creepy guy with a machete, the two girls return to the remote village where Maya was born. The girls find the house, a bunch of creepy villagers who like to stare, and a cemetery filled with far too many baby graves. After the villagers find out 
that one of the girls is Rahayu, the rightful heir to the house, the ladies find themselves struggling to survive as the villagers hunt them down to lift the curse that is plaguing their town. Fast forward through some unfortunate forest walks, a bunch of baptized babies, and a creepy puppet show. Our film ends with Maya taking matters into her own hands and ending the curse herself. Also, Baby Big Max. Roll credits. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> correct. Uh, so maybe a little late, but again, we're entering spoiler territory oh, now, yeah. homies. So if you haven't watched the film yet, um, maybe pause, give it a watch, and then hop back in. Or if you don't care and you just want to listen to our beautiful voices, then continue on. Yeah. So what, what did you think? How did you feel about this one? Okay. So I enjoyed this movie. I thought that the story was really great. There are some awesome, it's not like, okay, this movie I think does amazingly well at building up tension and suspense. Mm -hmm. Do the scares always pay off for me? No, but I think the, the lead up to it it like i was nervous through a lot of these scenes i think that the, the acting is really good i love the characters the first this movie is about like a, uh, an hour 40 the first hour of the movie was like knocking it out of the park for me the last half an hour kind of let me down unfortunately um mm -hmm. I wasn't wild about the way that it ended, especially because the beginning of it is so fucking good. Yeah. Like the well, opening, that opening sequence is so it's good. amazing. Like, the opening it's sequence so good. sets this movie up fantastically. So it's like we open. I also loved the opening sequence does a great job of setting us up with our characters. Like immediately I cared about Maya. I barely mm -hmm. know this girl. <laughs> I'm like, who is she? I don't know. And yeah, so she works in a toll booth and then her best friend, Denny works in a toll booth, but they work in separate areas. So they like talk to each other over their phone. They just like put their phone on speaker and just talk shit while they're working, which I thought was mm -hmm. cute. And yeah, They're, it made them very like personable. Yeah, like, it was just like everyday people. They felt which like real is even friends. Worse. I mean, that, like it's even worse because like yes. oh don't leave them alone. I think <laughs> they're that's, just out yeah. here trying to make ends meet. I think that's what it is. I think that's why I cared about her so much so quickly is because it just felt very real. Like the way that they were talking to each other, working and being like, like you know, being at work but still wanting to like shoot the shit with your friend because you really are mm -hmm. bored but so they're talking on the phone and they set up all this stuff it's like we know that maya's going to be losing her job soon because they're going to be closing down her toll booths and yeah. because barely anybody comes through we know that she wants to start a fashion store and denny wants to start it with her um so we like are learning all these little nuggets. And then she mentions that there's this guy who has been driving through and he creeps her out and he'll like drive through multiple times in the night. He won't say anything. He'll just stare at her. And it's been making Maya really scared. So then the guy pulls up 
And the way that they shoot it, they shoot it from inside the toll booth and you just see his face lit up by red. I, <laughs> he looks so creepy. I was like, yep, yeah. he is definitely a creepy man. When he pulled up and I saw his face, I gasped out loud. <laughs> Anthony was like, are you good? I was like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's just this man. This man is it's scary. Very, very shook. <laughs> this man is scary. He also me. doesn't, he doesn't blink, which is very unnerving. No, he just stares at her and he doesn't speak. And so this time she gives him, you know, she does the thing. She gives him back his ticket and his change or whatever. And then he keeps sitting there and looking at her. And at this point, she's talking, she's like talking to Denny and she's like, yo, he's not leaving. Like, what the fuck? So then a car comes up behind him. He has to pull through. Then yeah. she looks out of the toll booth and she realizes that his car is still there. Like this little sequence of her realizing the car is still there and him getting up and getting out of the car and walking back to the toll booth is fantastic. Like, in mm -hmm. building up suspense, because at first she can't lock the door in the toll booth. It won't lock. Mm -hmm. Then she finally gets it locked and she closes the window. Yeah. And I think it's just such a great, because it's like, where do you go? You can't go anywhere. You can't leave the toll booth now that he's right there. Yeah. And you're in this small area. You kind of have to hope, oh, I hope he doesn't break through the window, which he keeps pounding on it. So I, th I think that's why she opened the window as she was afraid that he yeah, would break like, the glass. It was, so I, I felt like that was like a questionable choice. I remember in the moment, like watching that and being like, girl, why are you opening this window? Leave yeah. that shit shut. Like, don't open that shit. But yeah, it could just be one of those things where she's like, She's panicked in the moment and she's just like, you know what? Maybe if I actually speak to this guy, he'll go away or something. Cause mm -hmm. like at that moment, it's just him standing at the window, right? Like even if he tries something, I suppose she could just shut the window, right? Like if yeah. he tries to make a move, she could just slam it on him or something. But it's freaking nerve wracking because she, he's just, he, he's standing far away from the window there's a moment when he walks up close to the window and then he mm -hmm. backs off but he keeps asking her questions he's like is are you uh how do you say it rahayu rahayu i think, I think so. so he asks her that and she's like no my name is maya he asks her if he's from this village and she's like no and then he he's like asking her all of these questions she basically says no to all of them he leaves so then, and she's still on the phone with Denny this whole time. And so then he leaves mm -hmm. and she's like, wow, that was a close call. But then she looks through and he's coming back with a weapon, with like a machete. Yeah, a big ass machete. Sword. Big ass machete. Knife. And um, I love, I love the framing. And I'll just say this to like kind of veil the entire movie is the cinematography in this movie oh, great. is fantastic. Like these shots are beautiful. The comp the shot comp compositions are so good. Um, because like even the scene where he's walking up to the toll booth, like he's mostly in shadow, but they've got like the red lighting undertones yeah. like shining behind him. So you just see the silhouette with the machete walking yeah. forward. It's a very it's a terrifying but a very beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. I love the lighting in this film because especially once they get to the later part where she goes to the village, most of the lighting is through lanterns. It's through candles. It's through matches. So everything is very warm. There's a lot mm -hmm. of playing with like light and shadow. 
in this movie that I think is very smart. Um, but yeah, the way that this shot is, it's like he's in red for a lot of it. And then she's, when she's in the toll booth, she's in like this very bright, stark white light. Mm-hmm. And so as he's walking back up with the machete, <laughs> he's like basking in this red glow <laughs> and he is getting closer. So then this is also a great moment for me where she she's like, I got to get out of here. I got to run. And so she mm-hmm. goes to unlock the door. But since we knew she had trouble locking it, she also has trouble unlocking it. Mm-hmm. And like that felt very real to me. We have a garage that we have to use a key to unlock. Dude, sometimes the key works. And then other times I'm there for like five minutes just trying to get the <laughs> lock to turn. And I'm like, that would be me. That would be me trying to unlock this door for ages. Especially under that much panic oh, under of a that dude. Stress, dude. Just sauntering over to you with a machete. Like after yeah. prying hella deep into your personal life. Because you know, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, if you don't get out of there, that's it. He's getting in that booth. So like yeah. your only chance is to get out of there and run. And so finally she gets it open. She starts to run. Oh, and this is another thing. He's fast. He yeah. catches up to her fast. This Your boy was on his Usain Bolt bullshit. He <laughs> caught up to her in like, like it was nothing. Yeah, and, which is it's so good for the reality of it because it's yeah. like a lot of times during these quote unquote chase scenes, it's just like they never catch up. Like they never catch up and then they're around the other corner somehow, like mm-hmm. nine out of ten times. Yeah. And like it it's kind of refreshing to see us sort of like, all right, she's running, but she's very clearly not running like that. Like she's running but not like not sprinting fast speed. Yeah. Where like if somebody really wanted to catch her they probably could and he does he he catches up to her he catches her he like well she he like swipes at her and he misses her he gets like her hair Mm -hmm. and then she falls and he gets he catches up to her he like punches her she's doing all this stuff he like cuts something out of her he sees a scar on her leg and he cuts it out of her this Mm -hmm. is something that I did want to discuss with you though because I'm not quite sure and we can get into it a little bit later when we like unfold more of the plot, but he cuts mm-hmm. something out of her leg. He tells her that he he just has to kill her because he has to make sure that he gets rid of all of her family so that his village will be free is basically what mm-hmm. he says. But then as he's about to kill her, her friend had called the security security arrives and they shoot him before he can yeah. kill her. And that is the opening sequence. <laughs> that that is, the first. is the opening sequence and it's delicious i was like mm, thank you i'm full but then there was still a whole movie <laughs> <laughs> coming <laughs> yeah that that opening sequence is just so good and it sets mm-hmm. up so much because like right. now we're just set with so many questions because we've gotten a lot of personal exposition between her and denny and just their friendship and kind of who they are but then we have this foreign character who just comes in and introduces all these random plot points mm-hmm. that we have no context for that seem very important because he was willing to chop her up like yeah. s- like sushi for <laughs> it. So like, yeah, it's like now we're trying to spend the movie f- kind of figuring out this mm-hmm. mystery of like, okay, who right. who is she, and what did her family do mm-hmm. that someone's willing to hunt her down and try and kill her? Because Clearly, she has no idea. Right. And it also builds up this interesting idea of, like, we care about Maya 
and what happens to her. But then it's, you know, are the village, villi- are the village people, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, are true? <laughs> once it be a as he's running towards her. YMCA starts kicking in (laughs) Um, but yeah so like are they villains I mean I don't think so in the in the context of this movie yes but then if you think about it it's like they've also been kind of put into an unfortunate situation I think that some of them are villains like there are definitely mm-hmm. some evil people in that village that, you know, definitely played a hand in this curse. Yeah. But then we get characters like uh, the girl that helps Maya, whose name I will probably forget many times. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that was a, right. That was that's right. Roddy. Roddy. Roddy Rich. R A T I H. I don't. And they also say them in yeah. Indonesian, so it's like the pronunciation is so hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm you know, call her, I'm gonna call her homegirl. Homegirl. Yeah. <laughs> that is homegirl for me. Very sweet. Yeah. She is a true homie. Yeah. She's a homie. We'll give it to her. I'll yeah. give her that. Um. Yeah. And then you have people like her who, you know, aren't bad people. They are, and they're, and she's also like a villager. You know, it's just it, and it. Yeah. Brings upon these ideas of like all of these circumstances came together to make just an unfortunate situation for many of the people that are involved. <laughs> um, but obviously we love, we both share a love for this opening sequence, but what did you think about this movie in a, uh, as a whole? Kind of, I, I'd say like similar feelings that you have. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have much extra to add on to the things that you said. Where it's just, I think this movie has great setups and has impressive uses of tension. That is, it feels very purposeful. It feels very intentional. Um, they love to do a lot of like tension subversion, which I actually enjoyed for this movie, where they'll mm-hmm. set up a tense moment, but then have it actually be a very mundane moment. It's just with their use of film techniques you feel the tension like this movie from its cinematography really good i loved the uh the sound in this movie i think the sound design was really good i think that was a huge factor to helping to build the tension for a lot of these moments Mm -hmm. and like i agree i think the story was really good i just do have some issues with kind of how it got buttoned and rounded (laughs) rounded out at the end yeah um, it just kind of felt like it felt like the movie was doing a lot. And then like after, you know, after the meal, I just felt like I needed some dessert afterwards. Like I wasn't fully mm-hmm. satisfied with what I got towards the end. Yeah. Um, they brought you they brought you like an after dinner mint and they were like, bon yeah, appetit, instead of, but you wanted instead of a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, I was going to I was going to quickly add in before we go too much further into the plot because you did ask about background for the movie yeah um so i did find out that this movie they shot this movie in 28 days um in a total of three cities and five districts on the eastern side of java which is an island in indonesia which is uh southeast of malaysia and west of bali um 
the director noted that it was a particularly difficult shoot, mo- mostly because the all their locations were very far apart from each other. So travel was like a big concern and issue for them. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was they a lot of those shots, like in the village in the forest, they actually shot those in remote villages. So it's they had to deal with the normal stuff that you have to deal with when shooting in a remote location from, you know, lack of normal amenities that we have in like bigger cities and whatnot and all the trials and tribulations that come with that Mm -hmm. and then a third little thing is there was actually an outbreak of dengue fever during the shooting yeah um but thankfully the only person who actually got the fever was the director oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so like he actually caught it um was able to recover but um, thankfully no other people in the cast got it. So they got to finish the filming, but yeah, 28 days to shoot this movie. I thought they did, they did a good job, especially oh, yeah. with what they were working with. And I think shooting on location in these remote villages definitely aided the movie. It mm-hmm. gave it, uh, uh, definitely gave it an ambiance that I think would be hard to recreate in like a set, um, you know, like a studio setting. Yeah. No, yeah, I definitely I loved the setting of the this very remote village that mm-hmm. they have to ride out to and then it, you know, and then they walk around the village quite a lot. We get to see a lot of it. And but it still see and it you can tell it seems very disconnected from like everything else. And I thought like that was great. That's always a scary setting is- Just the isolated village in the middle of nowhere. A very isolated place. And then also when you realize, oh, everybody here is against me. I have nowhere to go. Like Mm -hmm. those those stories are always scary. Like inherently that's a scary idea. Um, So I thought that that was a strength of this film for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, for all the video game homies out there, I was getting a lot of Resident Evil 4 vibes from this movie because that game takes place in like a remote, like Spanish town. Um, and like a lot of the ambiance things that they use in that game, I definitely was feeling watching that this movie of just this like this feeling of like being in this remote village and then you just have this this sinking feeling that everyone is watching you for some reason and just like every time you turn into a window like the locals are just staring you down and you're just like what's going on why is everybody staring at us Mm -hmm. yeah and and, uh the denny that character was very very hypersensitive and hyper aware to that where she's just like it this place feels real creepy once they get there yeah Um, denny was an interesting she's she's definitely an interesting character Um, character. she had some lines that i was like interesting like there's one when they're on the bus and they're riding to the village and she's mm -hmm. like if i don't read i'll go to the toilet all the time and because she's like reading a book and then she stops mm-hmm. reading. And then as soon as she starts reading, she's like, see, now I have to go to the bathroom. I was like, girl, you might have a UTI. I would go to the doctor. <laughs> you can't. You're telling me the minute you stopped reading, you have to go pee. Like she says mm-hmm. that one. And then she also says something like being a fish would be better than being a human. She like wants to. She tells Maya she wants to have her ashes like spread out into the sea so she can be reincarnated as a fish. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, but would it though? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think, I don't know if I would want to be a fish. Like, I don't know if that's the animal I would choose yeah to be reincarnated I mean, as if i had a choice right denny's just she's she's an interesting character because like mm-hmm. she a she kind of feels like the like pseudo comic relief um yeah. and i say that very loosely because like it's not there's not really any like big inherent comedic moments within this movie but i feel like she's supposed to kind of give the softer notes of the movie um to kind of lighten the mood every once in a while so we're not just sitting in the heavy feeling of it mm-hmm. um her character too is also just obsessed with money though which yes it at, at first at first i was kind of like taken back by it because i'm just like it seemed almost like that was her entire character but after like sitting with it for a little bit I don't think it's too unrealistic of a character choice because I feel like people like Denny do exist where mm-hmm. like the the journey to wealth is basically all that life is and like once you obtain wealth you obtain happiness and like I think a lot of people have over time kind of separated themselves from the from that view but there's still a lot of people out there who that's kind of their motivating factor of like especially for coming from the backgrounds that we see for these characters where mm-hmm. they they have never really had a surplus of anything and so it would make sense that an opportunity to live a more lavish lifestyle or not live in squalor would be something that would be um you know it, it'd be a good idea for them to pursue yeah well and it's also interesting though because it seems like they almost switch places a little bit because when we're not in the village like Maya seems more money hungry than Denny mm-hmm. does because when they first start their fashion business Maya's like oh my god this neighborhood is awful nobody wants to buy this fashion we should have thought about this beforehand like we don't have enough money like she's really panicking about it and Denny's almost like we'll figure it out we'll sell our clothes online we'll figure it out it's fine and then mm-hmm. as soon as Maya, and then Maya's the one who's like, hey, I found this photograph of me and my parents because Maya does not remember her parents. She was raised by her aunt. And so she's like, I found a picture of me and my parents and look at this house behind us. It's huge. I think I can mm-hmm. get us some money out of this. And then it's like, as soon as that possibility becomes aware to her, then Denny's like, oh my God, yes. Yes, let's do yeah. this. I'm coming to the village with you. Okay. And then they go to the village and then it's like as soon as that is in front of her and she's like, this is tangible. We can do this. From that moment on, Diddy is like, yeah, she's obsessed with the idea yeah. of getting money from this place. And then it almost seems like Maya is a little bit more like not as well, focused on the house because all of these other things start happening. And so because yeah, like she's rightfully creeped out, which yeah. first of all, like, I mean, I give it to these girls for being that gung ho about seeing this because they drive six hours out into the middle of nowhere and then proceed to take a couple more hours by buggy to a remote village where no one can find them mm-hmm. like just to see this house i'm like yeah y'all i put in my notes it's like yo you this better be like a jeff bezos style mansion yeah that y'all out really here risking wild. your lives like and this it is it's a it's a huge house it, it it's is very nice so 
yeah and it's like you can understand why they would want to go i think they set that up very well and i like the way because when they the two of them go both of them are both are like we're going to keep a low profile we just need to scope out the situation and then we're going to leave and then we're going to come back with the proper like we're going to come back with a lawyer because mm-hmm. they need to be sure that they're going to have money because if they get mm-hmm. a lawyer now and go and it's not going to work out, then they just spent money for a lawyer that they didn't even need. So it's like, I like yeah. that they set that up. That makes sense to me. And they're smart about it. They're Because they get there, they don't tell anybody why they're there. They don't tell mm-hmm. them the truth about why they're there because yeah. they're like, yo, we found out about this from a guy that tried to kill you. Let's chill out. Yeah, let's like, not let's just be like, it. hey, mm-hmm. so where that one person that somebody from this village came hunting down? Yeah. Did you miss us? Like, <laughs> yo, uh, your boy almost like sliced my head off, but <laughs> so nice to meet you guys. Like, where's my house? Yeah, no, they they come and they're like, oh yeah, we're, we're college students and we're writing, yeah. we're trying to write a paper about you guys. Um, well, they changed their story a couple of times, but <laughs> yeah, they do. They do not. They do not through line that story very well. But I also think that that's fairly realistic because they didn't. They didn't pre think a lie. They didn't think to have a lie until they were there and people were in front of them, and then they try yeah. and come up with this lie. Um, so it makes sense to me that they would be like, yeah. well, "What are we supposed to say now?" Like, what and, and that was a good like soft comedic moment too. There of like right mm-hmm. before because I think they're so they're snooping in on one of these very frequent funerals that this town seems to be having. Right, and then when they get approached, um, they um, they both are like, "All right, let's not say that we're students because we don't have." We'll have this live minute or this might have been the first time they were getting approached. They were like, all right, we yeah. shouldn't say that we're students because we don't have like research or anything done. And then mm-hmm. when the person's like, what do you want? They're like, hey, we're students. Yeah, <laughs> they stick. Like, yeah, they stick with being students, but they change the topic. They say, oh, we're, yeah. we're we want to interview your village leader because he's an amazing puppeteer and puppeteer. we're going to interview um, him about it. Which real quick, the the puppet thing that they use a bit, which I, I think we'll get into a bit as we talk about the like end end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but Wyang, as it's called, uh, might be mispronouncing that, but is it actually is a very ancient form of puppeteering that mm-hmm. is um, local to to Java. I think it started in Java, so is something very um ingrained in that culture which i thought was very cool that they use that for this movie Mm -hmm. um and it's a it's a cool art form it reminds me a lot of like um kind of like the chinese or like other asian sort of uh puppeteering shows where they use the silhouettes of the puppets yeah like yeah like the yeah the shadow Mm -hmm. puppetry um, yeah, I thought it was a really cool thing that they added to this it's movie. Really, yeah, it looks really beautiful, and they like play music. Um, yeah, that was really cool to see. So the like the chief the chief leader of the village, he is a puppeteer, and mm-hmm. he's the one that does the puppet shows for the entire village. And there's this whole thing. I guess we can kind of get into this. Well, I'm going to like lay out basically what's going on because then we can talk a little bit more in depth about the ending and how the story mm-hmm. unfolds because I got some thoughts. But um, mm-hmm. basically what happens is because this whole time Maya's trying to figure out she knows nothing about her parents and she 
doesn't remember them. It's like she basically remembers like being with her aunt. That's like her first memory of her life. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so we come to find out that this is it's a lot. It's like her her mom and her her dad couldn't get pregnant for forever because her mm -hmm. dad was the chief of the village and they couldn't get pregnant. And so then her mom gets pregnant. And when the baby is born, the baby is born with no skin. So that's Maya. Like she was born without skin. And so then the dad makes a deal with the devil that will give her skin, but he has to murder three children. And so he murders them. He makes puppets out of their skin mm -hmm. and buries their bones. And <laughs> that allows Maya to get skin. But then everybody thinks Makes that, sense. Makes sense. Right, Absolutely. right. Tracking. <laughs> I'm like, yes, the everything's adding up. So then, <laughs> then they think that the dad went crazy and killed a bunch of people and then killed himself and killed his wife and left Maya behind. And so then a servant took Maya and like raised her from that point on. Mm -hmm. But then we find out that- well, well, Hold on, I'm gonna jump in real quick because like, yeah. so the whole reason why they're kind of in danger now is because- Oh, right. Because of that, yeah, because of that last bit, the village assumes that Maya's dad is the one that's the cause of the curse. And the only way for them to lift this curse is to kill the daughter specifically to skin the daughter and make puppets out of her right as what, like yeah. as kind of like revenge for what he did to the other kids so right. that that will lift the curse for the village because every single baby that is born in their village now because of the curse is born with no skin so the baby is born and then they drown the baby right away so it doesn't have to suffer but my question is before i even get into the twist to quote unquote twist. My mm -hmm. question is, why do they keep, I, do they just keep trying to, I'm wondering, I'm like, were they just always trying to find different ways to break the curse? So they just kept trying to have babies? Is that why I, they were, it seemed like people were, people were popping babies out every single day, sometimes twice a day in this very small village. I'm like, y'all were really going for it. You were just I trying have in to my mess. notes. It's funny, me though. I have in my notes that yo the what did I write? The timing of labor in this town is yeah. so perfectly aligned with the plot of the story. So like precise. people are just having the most convenient babies nonstop. Um, um basically every single day while they were at least baby. yeah, at least while Maya and Denny were there. Someone had a baby every single day. There was one day where two people went into labor that day. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, for But for a town where you know all the babies are being born without skin, why are so many of you rushing to try to and have, have a, a kid? And also, they mentioned many times that this is a very, very small town. So there is not that many couples. There, mm -hmm. There's no way there can be that many people. And yet, every single person in the town seemed like they were pregnant. Yeah. And <laughs> having, trying to have a baby, which I mean, sure, I guess, yeah, give it a shot. But if you don't know, because they know, like, 
they it seems like all of them have acknowledged the fact that they believe that they need to kill Maya for the curse to be broken. So it's like if you think that that's the way to break the curse and you've been waiting for her to come back home so you could do that why are you all still having these babies man yeah and like well so they're a remote village right so i'm assuming the idea of birth control would be foreign to this village however i feel like i would be wary about how much i'm getting down when i know for a fact that should we get down and get pregnant from it that there is a 10 out of 10 chance the baby's about to come out looking inside out as fuck. Yeah. So like, why are we, we should, you know, maybe just stick the first base until we kind of get a solution for this. And also it feels like they all are getting pre Like all of them seem like they're as far along as each other. It's like, did yeah, so everybody just sit down? Same yeah, everybody was like sat down on February 13th. And we're like, is it time? Yeah, let's go fuck. And then everybody did. And so now everybody's having birth back to back to back to back. That's the part that was weird to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Maybe, you know, they are, they are just getting pregnant. But it was weird to me that they were having babies day after day after day after day. And this is such a yeah. small village. So that means that they're having giant orgies almost and <laughs> all getting pregnant at the same time. But, I was like under, I was under the belief, at least at this point to your question, is that they... We're just kind of swinging and hoping that this baby would be the one that came Different. out. Okay. Yeah. Like, That's I don't think fair. they really had a, like, outside of the murder plot, I don't think they really had any other way to solve this curse. And they were just kind of rolling the dice, having these kids and being like, hopefully my baby yeah. ain't inside out. Fingers crossed. But, yeah. No, that's fair. Maybe they were just like, okay, maybe the curse, maybe, maybe it's one of those things where they were hoping that maybe the curse would just be broken one mm -hmm. day. Maybe they were still trying different things. I wouldn't be surprised. It seems like they've tried uh, many different things because Roddy mentions that she thinks that killing her is not the way to end the curse. So I wouldn't be surprised if other people maybe had a similar mindset but so we come to find out that like maya's mom maya's mom cheated on her dad mm -hmm. so she was really pregnant with the now sock toddy sock sock toddy sock toddy yeah something like that um so who is the puppeteer the yeah. like new chief leader she the mom is actually pregnant with his baby and his mom who is just kind of around she's just like always yeah. around um his mom discovered them having the affair i got some incest vibes from the way that she caressed his naked body. Did you get that? <laughs> the mom yeah, that comes like, in. <laughs> that was like, I get that that's your kid, but like, I don't think my mom has ever rubbed my butt like that. Look, and like, I hope that she never does. That shit was a little too. <laughs> the mom comes in right after they've banged. They, which that sex scene came out of nowhere to me right. it was very very erotic <laughs> in the middle of this in the middle of out of nowhere it's like 
they're like snapping little kids necks and burying their bones and then all of a sudden there's like a very sensual <laughs> sex it's like, scene it's like right that moment when you're it. younger and you're like watching like extended tv too long like too late into the night and yeah. it starts slipping into the adult content yeah, you're like what happened it reminds me of like watching oxygen too late at night and it's like look <laughs> look who's talking to ends and then girls gone wild infomercials <laughs> begin yeah that's what it felt like i was like oh my god so yeah they have this very sensual love scene and then um the mom comes in right after they finish boning and so the son is asleep and he's naked and she like <laughs> well first she rips the girl's hair out and then she goes in and like caresses her naked son's butt and then she rips some of his hair out <laughs> and i was like what the fuck okay okay so yeah so she she put a curse on the baby that would come from what they just did and then she also put a curse on the son so that he would forget that he you know was in love with her so she gets so when she got pregnant the curse made maya come out with no skin and which in turn caused the dad to do what he did and then mm-hmm. we Which find I'm like so is everyone just got like a minor in black magic in this village yeah. like everybody everybody just happens to know a little bit of black magic voodoo here yeah it's part of the curriculum i guess they're like all right guys time for your like devil studies tonight because he like, yeah <laughs> he very easily he but maybe i don't know maybe that's just part of because like they had a shaman in the village i wonder if maybe they he had someone that taught him those things because he was so high yeah because he was like so high ranked maybe he was able to learn some of those things or maybe he was just like yo devil i i'm willing to make a deal with you if you give my daughter some skin and the devil was like yeah i don't sure like what's up (laughs) i don't know i feel like the devil would just be like yeah i'm down like let's make a deal He's just sitting on his couch reading magazines like, uh, I don't know, uh, give me three kids. I'll give your kids some skin. (laughs) He's like, fuck, I don't know, dude. Like, (laughs) y'all got some kids up there? That's a weird ass question, bro. No one's ever asked me for skin before. Okay. Skin. like skin and he's like yeah like my daughter needs some skin. And he's like, fuck, I don't know, dude. Like, I guess three three kids i don't know <laughs> their bones make some some puppets out of their skin i don't know do a show put a little show on and i'll <laughs> i'll give your daughter some skin then afterwards so, he was like oh fuck you did it yeah, he's like, oh my god he's like, like damn okay. those puppets are nice but jesus he's like the dad's like snapping their necks and the devil's like oh god damn <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's really out here i guess i'll give his daughter some skin i was just kidding but shoot (laughs) okay so yeah and and yeah her skin just like grows on to her and then (laughs) and then there's a shot that like there's a shot of little maya like crying on the bed and the dad walks into the room and we see that like the three little ghost girls are standing off to the side and they're like scaring her 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was just funny, like the way he walked in and looked over at the ghost girls, and he was like, ah, oh. <laughs> he was like, oh shit, y'all are still here. Like that's what it felt like. He was like, oh man. So that's why he put the the thing that that guy cut out of her leg was a scroll that had like yeah. a protection spell made of or black te- magic. Or just clarify that attempted to, because like she ultimately took it out later on and then lost it, which I think was supposed to be kind of the catalyst for the paranormal that she was dealing with Mm -hmm. because she had the very um, conveniently placed professor in the bus to uh, translate (laughs) because I guess the scroll is written in like ancient Japanese and he Mm -hmm. happened to know ancient Japanese. Yeah. And was like, yeah, this this protects you from evil spirits so that you never have to deal with them. Uh, Yeah, but she flushed it down the toilet on accident. So... Be so like yeah. So yeah. No, that's fair. I get you. Um. So because she didn't have that anymore, yeah, she was able to see the ghost girls once again, and and then we also find out that the dad didn't kill. He didn't go crazy and kill himself. The fathers of the murdered girls went were like posing as him because the way that they frame it he's like doing one of his puppet shows when it happens so everybody saw just like the shadows of them behind the screen it was actually the guys killing and the the guy who's the chief leader now he like killed a bunch of people and killed the dad and the mom um and also like ugh, first of all the reveal of all of this information i think was not the best choice in my opinion because like the way that we find all of this out is one of the ghost girls like because they're not bad they're actually trying to help maya uh, because it's not her fault you know she didn't do anything wrong um but so one of the ghost girls like leans down and puts her head inside of maya's head and then maya like has a seizure and while she's having her seizure she's seeing all of these things but it goes on for a really long time like this is a very long flashback where mm-hmm. we're seeing if, oh go ahead no, i was just gonna say it felt like it just felt like an exposition dump to me yeah which i thought was kind of unfortunate because i felt like throughout the rest of the movie they were doing a good job of peppering the story in like little by little and i think Mm -hmm. at some point i guess it just hit too long of a runtime where it's just like we're not going to get to all these plot points unless we just throw them all at you at once which is like okay i guess but it i definitely think it kind of because after that, then we lost the mystery portion of the movie, which I think was a very strong factor for this movie and mm-hmm. was one of the tools that was very that was very useful to making this a good movie. So, like, by dumping all that exposition um, towards the end, it's like, well, now we're just kind of sitting here waiting for this resolution. Like, we're no longer yeah. going along with this mystery with the story. Right. Well, and because... Prior to this moment with the ghost girls, we had gotten like the first half of the information had been told to Maya in a story. And I actually really liked that way of hearing that information. I like because it was being told in a story for some reason, I 
like processed it a little bit better but when maya's having her flashback there's no words or anything it's just like cuts it keeps like flashing to different scenes of this and it almost feels a little bit too much like it's like a little bit too soap opery Mm-hmm. For me, the way that it unfolds, like the way that they shoot the the love scene, and then the way Agreed. when she's when she's sitting on the bed, and she's like <laughs> crying, and then the ghost girls are like standing off in the corner watching her. Is and then yeah. the way the like skin grows on. <laughs> I don't know. Everything about it was just a little bit was, silly. It was weird. Yeah, and like the thing is, like I like for me, like I like the shots and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I think. It was misplaced and a little mistimed is all. Yeah. Like, I just wish they found a different way to incorporate these flashbacks that felt a little bit more natural and nuanced. I, this, this for me, felt a little bit forced. Yeah. Um, however, I did kind of like their design for the ghost girls. Like, I like this kind of, like, they... The way you can tell that they're ghostly outside of their appearance is, like, they're kind of always fading away a little bit. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool choice. For yeah. the ghosts and yeah. so yeah and so like they were cool it's just like i feel like that part uh, definitely uh it took me out a little bit yeah it was it, i think you know what it was i just think i felt like the ending was almost a little bit too easy and it was a little bit too rushed because it's like oh she gets that and then okay so now she knows how to defeat the ghosts and then she gets there they bury the skin and the bones together and that's what makes the curse go away so Mm -hmm. like it's like she does that but then she gets captured and when she gets captured she tells the like she tells everyone she's like yo this is what really happened like that she's a liar she's the reason that this curse is happening i fixed everything and I don't know. I guess it just felt slightly like anticlimactic for me mm-hmm. that, no, that it was like, no, she's a liar. And everyone was like, what? And then and then the baby is born just in time. And then she cuts her yeah. down from the rope and she's like, run, run, Maya. And then Maya run runs. And never return. Yeah. And, then every, and then everybody in the village is just like, she sure is fast. Like nobody tries <laughs> to do it. Like everyone's just watching her run. And then, yeah. well, and it's because both are because the leaders oh, both yeah. kill themselves, which <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand the main leader's choice. Like, especially once we get to the end and we get all the reveals, and like, yeah, okay, you've done some terrible shit, but I think the most terrible thing you did, as far as we know, is is killing uh, Denny. Like, outside of that, like you were mercy killing the other babies. Um, and then you find out that you're being manipulated the whole time anyway. Well, I guess he mm-hmm. did slaughter like half the village that one time. So yeah. there is that. Yeah. But the, I, I, I don't know the, the, the choice to off himself or like kind of pseudo make his mom off him felt, I don't know, something felt off about it. Like it, it didn't quite feel earned to me. Yeah. Um, and I can't really like, I don't know if I can really put into words like why it didn't feel earned. It's just that moment felt something felt off there i didn't mind the reason that i didn't mind that too much was because i felt like a 
I think that he realized like my entire life has been a lie and I, mm. all I've wasted my life on is finding an end to this curse. And I could have lived if, cause I think it was more so the fact that his mom made him forget everything. He had been in love with this woman. He had had a daughter with her and mm. all of these things that he never had because he was so focused on breaking this curse. And it had like his entire life up to this moment had been a lie. And then I yeah. almost felt like he killed himself because he knew how special he was to his mom. I don't think it was like, I, and I almost felt like it was like, I'm taking away the one thing you did all of this for me. Well, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. What was okay, it for? I can see that. You know, I, I that. that's what I thought it was. Cause I, cause I felt like he very specifically killed himself cause he could have killed his mother, but I almost feel like he almost knew that it would be, it would be worse, worse for her. Yeah. For him to die, even though she, and I mean, it, he was right. I mean, she killed, killed herself immediately after he did and there was a lot of throat slicing in this movie a lot of throat slicing <laughs> for a moment after it's like he slices his throat and then she sliced her throat and they went to a shot of one of the villagers and i almost felt like he was gonna pull <laughs> up a knife and he was gonna slice his throat <laughs> they like, all that's just collectively start slicing their <laughs> yeah, throats I thought with I some gonna, like with random <laughs> music in yeah. the background <laughs> Yeah, and they're all picking up like sticks and like rant rocks and just like slicing their throats. It almost felt like that was what was going to happen. But now nah, everybody will, everybody else was focused on the fact that a baby was born and it was healthy. But yeah, so like Maya gets away um, and then we get kind of a, okay, I really didn't like this gotcha ending. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. I wish it would have ended with Maya just getting away. I understand mm -hmm. that they wanted to be like a curse continues because now, you know, this kind of like, oh, well, she died with so much hatred that now another curse is on this village and it like continues mm -hmm. in a different way. I understood that that was kind of what they were wanting to say, but I don't know, like, Maya's story was the story to me. I don't really care about what happened in the village, <laughs> you know, yeah. after she left. And it was just so weird to me that. So now the idea is that the the mother of the village leader, like because she died and she was so angry and she started the curse in the first place, basically. So like now she is a new curse and she snatched this woman's baby out of her vagina and is snacking on it like it's <laughs> chips i don't know i just thought it was bonkers i was like wait a minute how did she do that how did she how did she do that and do this magic trick wait what like it was way it was crazy she is oh my god i i just couldn't understand the the way that they did it i could have i i almost wish that it would just be this thing where like oh now they miscarry or something and maybe that's what they were implying is that yeah. she had a miscarriage but then really it's just grandma elder just snacking on the babies yeah, and I so know. i agree I, I i definitely agree with you um <laughs> i think that i think that that's kind of like secondary ending was unnecessary like we didn't need it at all you definitely could have cut before that 
Mm-hmm. The only reason I like pseudo liked it though is because like for how ridiculous it is, I do think the imagery of it was pretty frightening. And mm-hmm. for me, it was one of the few like quote unquote jump scares of the entire movie because the whole movie is more of just like a, a, a slow, burner. slow burn. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's not a lot of big like I'm scared moments or like I'm frightened moments. And I thought like the image, like her ghostly image with the blood and everything, I thought that that was a bit of a frightening image. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me wish that they use that level of um, horror imagery like in the earlier parts of the movie instead of just saving it for this second ending because like i feel like her 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 ghost was the most frightening i mean we only get the really like the girl ghost but like that was one of the most frightening like entities of this movie to me Mm -hmm. um just from a visual standpoint so i thought it was cool to see it it's just like i wish they had found a place for it somewhere else in the movie right um and and not trying to do this little secondary part um, yeah. I, oh, I wanted to like this is like one step back really quickly before we end. But like, no, that's fine because I do. I have like some things I wanted to praise before we ended it. So okay, you're cool, good. cool, cool. So there was like just going off of the um kind of like the exposition dump conversation. Mm-hmm. One thing that I thought would have been cool for them to do is to use. So we have this one character who is like the one person that they allowed to live after being born without skin. That they just have randomly in the forest that they just leave in a hut and occasionally bring food. But he's just like, he's this grown man just laying on the floor of this cabin with no skin. And like, I felt like that was such a wasted character. Yeah. um, Because he really served no purpose other than just a little small visual scare. And I think that they could have found a way to use him potentially for some sort of exposition like i don't know if it's something Mm -hmm. like because they actually allowed someone to live that he is more attuned to what's happening in the village so that he could somehow reveal some of the exposition like maybe the Mm -hmm. ghost girls come to him because he's suffering from the curse or something like that but like that to me felt like this really random moment that served no purpose for the actual story itself. Yeah, it just seemed like shock, used. like it was more of like the shock value of it than yeah. actually using him for anything. Yeah, because it's like they say that they have one person that they let live just to see if there was, if they could figure out a cure. And Maya is like, take me to him for some reason. And as soon as they get there and she sees him, she's like, oh my God. She like freaks out and leaves the room. And, and like, that's it. And that's, that's literally it. all that's we the get from only, that. And he's just like, hey, I'm hungry. And then Roddy's like, I'll bring you some food. That's all we, yeah, it's all we get from him. So it was really, I almost, yeah, I wish they would have given him something more like, or even if they had had a moment where maybe Maya was lost and she was trying to find somewhere to hide and she stumbled on this hut that he's mm-hmm. in and like she hid in there and then maybe through like lighting like he, she had she he, discovered him and then he he yeah like he told her where the bones were or something i don't yeah, know he could have if, if they had that character dump all that exposition as opposed to us going through the flashback i would have bought it like i definitely would have bought it over just like no these people are all living a lie um i've seen the girls they've told me they told me what happened 
like and it's one of those things where it would also it wouldn't be so hard to believe because nobody goes and really sees this guy that i don't think it's a stretch to think that he has the answer the entire time it's just nobody thinks to go ask him yeah because they just think he's this unfortunate soul yeah that they don't want to deal with yeah oh one more thing okay before i do get into the thing the last couple things i liked I do have to talk about this scene really quick. The car scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they make it seem like this village is really, really far out of the why, uh, out of the way. But then they have a couple moments where Maya runs into the road and cars help her. And they're, mm-hmm. the first time it happens, she waves this car down. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to hop in the back. These men are chasing me. And so she jumps into the back of the car and he drives... <laughs> He starts to drive away. And then one of the little ghost girls is like, help. And he looks over and she pulls all of her skin off like she's taking (laughs) off a swimming cap. And so then she's just like sitting (laughs) skinless in his seat. And so then he screams and he swerves and he hits a tree. But then the way that Maya flies out of the back, (laughs) it's so obviously that they had her jump like into the shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they really could have cut that whole scene. I thought, yeah, it's really have her, silly. Have her, have her see the ghost girl yeah. and straight up just run into a fucking tree. I would have accepted mm-hmm. that shit more than than this. what happened. And I'm like, are we meant to believe that that man died from? Because it's not a bad accident. Like he doesn't yeah. hit the tree hard enough that any like he would have died or anything he hits it hard enough that maya gets thrown out but Mm -hmm. i'm like why did we see this man and like why and and i didn't like seeing that a car was able to find her so quickly because i was like oh she's not totally out of the way like there are cars driving down this road i wish they would have just saved that until later because then i would have really been like oh shit she's alone but i have two things that i just want to say are like big pros for me because I don't want anyone to think that I like don't like this movie because I do like this movie it's just there are moments in there that I thought were questionable but two of the parts that I liked the first one is I really like what they did with the character of Roddy because Mm -hmm. she is a woman that is in the village and she's nice to Maya from the beginning she takes Maya to her house and is basically like yo I'm gonna help you I'm gonna keep you safe And Maya is like looking around her house and she sees a picture of the guy from the beginning that tried to kill her. Mm -hmm. And Roddy's like, oh, yeah, that's my husband. We find out that Roddy is pregnant and her husband went to the city to find a cure. And then we also find out that Roddy knows who Maya really is, but she doesn't believe that killing Maya is going to help. So she wants to help her. And maya does tell roddy she tells roddy she's like yo your husband tried to kill me and he died and it's a moment where roddy could have become a villain as well and she didn't she keeps helping maya the whole way yeah which i thought that that was i think that was super cool too because like it was it was a little bit different than the norm because i think most most film stories would have then had her turn to the other side and become a villain i definitely thought for like the last half at some point she was going to betray her um and i was actually really it was very refreshing to see that she stuck to her guns Mm -hmm. and was a good character like it wasn't 
a good character but she could be a bad character it's like no she's a good character yeah no she's just a good person and you can tell because she it seems like she's believed for the a very long time that killing maya is not the answer so it's like you can almost understand how maybe and of course she's going to be upset that her husband died but he wasn't supposed to go there to kill maya like that was something he chose to do when he got there and so you could understand how in her head she might be like that was not what he was supposed to do when he got there and so like it's not maya's fault that he got killed I feel like that's how she thinks the whole time. It's like, it's not Maya's fault that any of this is happening. She's just a victim mm-hmm. of circumstance. And I like that she is willing to like put aside all of these horrible things that are caused by, you know, Maya's history to help her out and to be understanding of her. And I like how they kind of develop a friendship. And at the end, Maya's like, come with me, like just run away with me get out of this place. And, and she's like, no, like my life is, is it, it is what it is basically what <laughs> she says what <laughs> um so i really liked her character i thought that that relationship was awesome and then i love the whole thing with dinny and her death and everything because there's Denny from the jump has been like don't tell them who you are don't tell them who you really are because it's dangerous and there's a moment when these two guys come to the house because they've been they like break into the house and they've been staying there really this only happens over the course of two days so for that first night they were staying there and the guys come to their house and they're like hey you're not supposed to stay here <laughs> like can you guys go somewhere else and Denny's like oh yeah sorry um like who owns this house and they tell her they were like oh it's it belongs to like the heir of the family that used to live here um rahayu and we've just been waiting we're just kind of waiting for her to come back so that we can give her the paperwork because we're like tired of dealing with it like they really make it seem like it's an inconvenience to have this house right so then denny's like oh well like i'm rahayu because she's like oh shit if i can get the papers now dope so then they take her into the woods and kill the shit out of her because they think that she's rahayu and I yeah. like the way that they set that up because it's like they started setting up this idea that Denny is like money hungry, but she also wants to leave as soon as possible. So it's like when they give her the opportunity to not only get the house, but to also leave right away, she takes matters into her own hands and is like, yep, I'm Rahayu. Take me to the papers. I'll sign them. And yeah. because she did so that. I have, well, I was going to say, I have a question for you. Yeah, Do you think me. that she did it? for that or did you think that she wanted to claim the house for herself no i think that i just think that she saw it as an opportunity to like get the papers right away and Mm -hmm. to and to leave because i think that i because i i think that just with the timing of everything and it was like they just well, they so happened also, to come when Maya wasn't there. And I feel like Denny was yeah. just like, fuck it, I'll go. Because all they needed was a signature, basically, the way that they made yeah. it seem. And so they I, did, like, as soon as she said it was her, they were like, 
oh, all of a sudden the guy's not going to be there tonight. Right. Um. So if you don't go now, it's going to be like three days until mm-hmm. you can talk to him. Yeah, because um, she was going to wait and go later that night. And if she had done that, she would have gone with Maya. So she would have had to be like, yo, I told them it was me. But yeah, they lie to her and they're like, you got to go now, girl. Mm-hmm. So I I think that she just wanted to kind of hurry up and get it done. And then she would have just gone back to Maya and be like, yo, I got the papers. Let's bounce. Because yeah. Maya's the one who's like, we're going to stay another, you know, day or whatever. And Denny's like, no, dude, <laughs> like, we let's gotta, go. We got to bounce. Yeah. yeah. And so and but, they planned they planned on living in the house together anyway or selling yeah. the house together anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. So it's kind of like I guess it kind of wouldn't have mattered on who had the house because yeah, the plan was always to sell the house. Neither one of Maya didn't want to keep it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I really liked that whole thing and how it was just Denny thought she was doing a smart thing and it ended up being like the dumbest thing that she could have done. Um, but I also appreciated that because they had the quintessential horror chase in this little bit too mm-hmm. but i appreciate the fact that when she did the traditional horror fall trip and fall oh shit that, yeah <laughs> that they at least went back and showed that her ankle was completely fucking broken yeah so that's why she was crawling on the ground mm-hmm. not still running like they were like hey at least have this reason for her doing this horror movie trope right. not just she tripped fell and forgot how to stand up after that moment yeah like, oh yeah her leg was fucked because she trips over like a big old it's like a giant like branch. log that's kind of like see yeah. a branch or something that's sticking out of the ground so, so like yeah. that little attention to detail i'm like okay thank you for that mm-hmm. yeah oh and i just want to ask you a quick question because i said i was going to bring it up earlier why does the guy at the beginning try to cut that thing out of her leg do you think he I knew that was in there no like i it's have no weird. idea i don't know if that was just like a faux pas for the movie or whatnot but like i am not sure why he went for the leg first because yeah. i feel like no literally nobody knows that that scrolls in her leg right. because how would they like only the dad knew and he's dead as fuck so like i don't <laughs> really understand why he didn't just go straight for the straight for the jugular there um yeah that's the, my answer the, I, I do not know the only thing that i could think of is roddy says that her grandmother is a shaman and that seems like that's the reason that she knows that Maya is Rahayu. So I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe he was just looking to see if she would have an amulet because he probably would have known about it. Dude, I don't know. Uh, but that, I, that's I mean, like that one feels of like my, a stretch, but it yeah, could be. <laughs> that's like one of my unanswered questions of this movie. So homies, if you guys have seen this movie and you have any idea why, if you can explain, it don't, you could say anything, but if you can come up with an expo- explanation for why he cuts, he like doesn't kill her right away and instead goes for the amulet like let me know because i'm confused (laughs) um but shall we get into our rating i think we should um do we need a do we need a suggestion or do you think you have it i feel like there's a clear one oh i'm probably not gonna say the clear one 
Well, what, what do you, you what, what um, I was thinking all right I was thinking puppets I thought you were gonna go with puppets okay to be fair I was gonna say skin puppets or my other one was neck snaps because or <laughs> or <laughs> um neck snaps is pretty good should we those, do it out of neck snaps were quite they were more brutal than I was expecting at least okay. sound wise and they they but they also kind of sounded like somebody was like breaking celery in half <laughs> <laughs> well now it's ruined now if i ever watch it again Someone i'm just was gonna having be a thinking little, of celery snaps a little midday snack while they were shooting the scene <laughs> um, okay. uh, i'm willing to be in the middle with skin puppets oh you want to do puppets. skin puppets yeah okay let's do skin puppets <laughs> what um, are you what are you gonna give it for me, I give this one four out of five skin puppets. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're, we're both on the same page that the story kind of like crumbles a little bit towards the end. Um, however, I think the different elements of this movie are really good. Um, again, the cinematography is fantastic. Very beautiful. There are some amazing shots in here that really tell a great story. I think their choice of location was amazing. Most of their sound design, um, excluding a couple celery snaps, was <laughs> very good. And I like how they used both sound and music to bring a lot of tension to a lot of the scenes. And I thought that for the most part, a lot of the characters did a really good job in their performances. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's got a couple flaws in it, I did think this was a really good movie. Um, definitely worth a watch. If nothing else, from like a movie making standpoint, I thought it was really good. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four out of five. Four nice. to five. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three point seven out of five skin puppets. Okay. Um, because like I said, there is the first hour of this movie. I was in it to win it. Like I was invested. The sequences that they set up in this movie are fantastic and could almost be like little movies within the movie themselves. Um, I loved the characters. I love the way that they like twisted what you maybe thought was going to happen and it was totally something different. The lighting is awesome. The setting is great. And the story is one that I have personally not seen before. Um, so kudos for that for being original in the year 2020 um yeah like i said i do enjoy this movie i just wish i wish the ending left me feeling as tense and as hyped up as the opening sequence left me i think that's mm -hmm. my only issue is that that opening was so good that and then the ending just kind of fell a little bit flat it was like a little anticlimactic for me and it almost felt like they could have cut a couple things out and it would have been like like very very close to a five for me so mm -hmm. 3.7 skin puppets is where i'm gonna lock it in um and yeah, I think I think I feel good about that. I feel I feel good about that amount of skin puppets. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> three point seven is great for me. <laughs> but um, one sentence I never thought I'd hear from America. <laughs> I feel I feel good about three point seven skin puppets. That's that, that's yeah. how I feel good about. And one sentence that hopefully you won't ever hear me say <laughs> ever again <laughs> in any other context besides <laughs> this one. <laughs> 
god. Um, but yeah, homies, that is it for us and our discussion on Impedigore. So let us know if you have seen this. Please let us know uh, if you can answer any of the unsolved mysteries that we have from this movie. And also let us know what what skin puppet rating you would give to this film. Um, just a heads up, if anybody wants to, if you've listened to this entire review and you still want to see it, um, like we said, this is an Indonesian film, so you will have to read subtitles. I know that's a deal breaker for some people, but honestly, it's worth it because it's a, it's, it is a movie I think definitely worth seeing. And like mm-hmm. we said, this is on Shudder, so go check it out. Um, you get a seven day free trial if you have never had Shudder before. And then after that, it's only like $5.99 a month. Pretty cheap. And they've got a lot of awesome titles on there no this is not sponsored yes we wish it was but we love (laughs) we love shutter and you guys should go check out this movie if you have a chance um so yeah please go and rate and review us on apple podcasts it is very helpful we appreciate the feedback and we love to hear what you homies think If you guys would like to message us and talk about this film, or if you have any requests that you would like us to do, then you can hit us up on our social media. We are at Homies of Horror on all of those. And if you have a little bit more of an in-depth one that you would like to send to us or any business inquiries, then please email us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. But yep, that is going to be it for us today, homies. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. And we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. And we'll be seeing you next Monday. Yep, we'll catch you later, homies. Bye.